Play fake, Plumley back, Plumley looks, throws downfield, man is open, got it, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kobe Hudson. John Rice Plumley to Kobe Hudson for 64 yards, puts the Knights up 56-13, wound up putting a 70 spot on the Owls of Temple, and Plumley's stat line was truly one for the ages. An unreal performance last night at home in front of the fans. 18 of 22, uh, passing 373 yards, four touchdowns. Oh, and then he added another three on the ground. Seven carries, 37 yards. As Tazi mentioned in the opening segment, lightning quick. I don't think he's going to be a Heisman finalist, but, man, he's putting up stats like he is. Someone on the text line mentions that Mackenzie Milton, who, by the way, will be on the show today at 5 p.m., as he is every Friday. Can't wait for that chat. Someone mentions that Mackenzie Milton finished sixth in the Heisman in 2018 and eighth in 2017. Well, I mean, part of the eighth in 2017 was that the team went undefeated. I think that that was a big part of it. And then going into 2018, he was fully on the national radar. If John Rice Plumley comes back next year and puts together another great season, right? Absolutely. And political. Yeah, I mean, top ten is great, but I'm talking when I say. I'm talking about the guys that are invited to right, well, New York. What about the kid from Hawaii back in the day who I think got in trouble like off the field once he got in the end? Colt Brennan, didn't he put up like insane numbers? But I don't think he got the invite to New York. Right. Yeah. You gotta be you gotta be in prime time. You, you have do. to be and I don't mean like, yeah, UCF was on a Thursday night game. I'm when I say prime time, I mean Saturday, ABC, Kirk Herbstreet Fowler. and Fowler on the yeah. call. That kind of prime time. There are too many other options out there. But if you look at the statistics, like I, I was looking at where Plumley is right now, he's 32nd in the country in passing and 42nd in rushing. Uh, he's got 1,900 yards total between passing and rushing. He's got 18 touchdowns. For reference, CJ Stroud just above 1,700 yards. So Plumley surpasses him in that regard. And Stroud has 24 touchdowns, so only a few more than what Plumlee has. Their stats aren't that different. One's the Heisman front runner, and the other would be like 15th. Right, and I mean, strength of schedule does play a bit of a part as IKF bloops one over the second baseman's head. I'm pretty locked in here. We had a fun, <laughs> fun text message. UCF is like that buddy who thinks he's great at Madden. But he actually plays on all pro while everyone else is playing Madden. And that's it, me. <laughs> it's honestly a decent remark because of the schedule that they've had. It's a fair remark to to be said. But at least you're pounding that opponent on all pro, and let's see what it looks like on on all Madden right, at some point. Exactly. We'll get a good look at that. At least the the skills have been strengthened on all pro, and JRP has he's uh, he's achieved. I don't want to say greatness, but he's achieved uh, the check mark on All Pro. That's for darn sure. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be playing on All Pro, then you might then you like better this. be you better be blowing out your opponent. Yeah, I don't do that when I'm playing Madden. I play in very tight games on All Pro. I do win a lot, but yeah, I don't think they'd bump, they they aren't bumping me up to the next level because of what I do on All Pro. But anyway, that's my Madden. I put I put J, I put JRP like numbers with Daniel Jones on on All Madden. <laughs> I believe that. John Rice Plumley is the third player in UCF history with three passing touchdowns and three rushing touchdowns in a single game, joining the aforementioned Mackenzie Milton from 2018, and Dante Culpepper did it in 1998. So pretty rare air there. They are calling this, this is not my wording, I wish I came up with this, uh, but I heard this uh, somewhere out there this week. They're calling it Separation Week in college football because of all the big games, the ranked opponents playing against one another. 
we're going to see a lot of shakeups inside of the top 25 because of it. Let me give you a reminder of some of the great games that we are going to bear witness to this weekend. And now for Knights fans that are that are usually focused on their team, you get to sit back and watch all the great football without having to worry about it or pretending like you're watching your team and actually watching the other games. Clemson, Florida State, that one's at 730. Clemson's fourth ranked. Florida State out of the equation as far as rankings go. But Florida State could play spoiler here because it's a tight line. I mean, and they're at home. Florida State, I wouldn't be shocked if they won this football game. Michigan's number five in the country. They play Penn State, who's 10th. That's at noon. Uh, you've got uh, Kansas is 19th in the country. They're at Oklahoma. And Oklahoma's eight, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite in this game, which seems sort of wacky because Kansas is actually good this year and Oklahoma is not. Right. I mean, Kansas still has a lot to prove. But, yeah, Oklahoma's been embarrassed week after week as of late. They're due to play a better game. Well, we get in that situation, you have a Kansas team that's playing with their backup quarterback. Their starting quarterback's really good. He got hurt in the last game, so it's some kid named Bean who's going to go out there and play quarterback. And and then the opposite is true for Oklahoma. They've been playing with an awful backup the last couple of weeks. They're getting Dylan Gabriel back, so he'll change that offense. That's where the line comes from. I would still take Kansas, but the line's a little bit sketchy. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, so the odds makers expect Oklahoma to win. If they beat Kansas, Kansas is 5-2, and two, 19th in the country. This is where I start to say UCF could be ranked going into next week. I wouldn't be shocked if Kansas fell out losing to an unranked team. The biggest one is Alabama, number three in the country, taking on Tennessee, who's sixth. And, I mean, one of those teams is going to win. What happens to the ranking of the other one? Let's focus on that for a second. Yeah. Let's say Tennessee wins. Let's do it. We're going to go with chaos for all of these scenarios. Sure. Tennessee beats Alabama. Where does Tennessee go? Where does Alabama go after the week shakes out? I mean, there's no way Alabama falls any lower than... I mean, 10 would be the lowest, 8 probably, and Tennessee. I mean, they probably swap spots or something. Maybe they do. Maybe they just swap, and Tennessee is – how crazy would that be at the end of the week? Tennessee could be the third-ranked team in the country. The Vols. I'm here for it. It's been a while. They do do a good job. It's a great atmosphere. Where is that game? It's in Tennessee? It is. Ooh. Yeah, I'm with the Vols. I mean, I'm going to – I'm 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 betting with scrap, so I I gotta I gotta take the balls. I have to, especially if it's the backup who I appreciate the skill set, but rough around the edges. And you're out there in in Knoxville. It's yeah. I, I took I like the I don't know. Bama nearly lost to the Aggies. Like, I mean, look, Tazi. I will say this: for I should be like your money line consultant. <laughs> if you're gonna take a money line, I think Alabama wins the game. But if you're going to take money lines out there that are of value, this one. Tennessee at home with an offense that can put up points, and this has not been an all-world Alabama team. No. Let's remember, with Alabama, they almost lost to Texas, and they would have if Ewers doesn't get hurt. And that was they, with Bryce Young. Uh, yeah, and they and they almost lost to uh, Texas A&M, and that was at home as a 24-and-a-half-point favorite. So, yeah. so they're going up against the team – in Knoxville, that place is going to be loud. We had a representative of ours. I will call him a representative rather than a listener because he gives me the intel on what's going on in these SEC games. Huge Gator fan. He was at Tennessee for the Tennessee-Florida game. Oh, wow. This is a massive Gator fan who goes to the swamp constantly. He says he's never heard anything louder than oh. Nayland Stadium in Tennessee. Tennessee is a lock, I feel like. I mean, if Bryce Young plays, it's it's a little bit you know, more of a iffy game, but I feel like if it's the backup, whom I'm a fan of, oh, I feel like the balls will be a lock. I mean, I, I don't 
I don't want to talk that big. Anytime you're going against Nick Saban. That's if, the thing. What if Nick's listening right now? You know, like I don't want to give them bold board material. What is that line again? It is Seven? Alabama minus eight and a half. Oh. I think the I think the line is telling you Bryce Young's playing. Yeah. Because the line keeps moving in Alabama's direction. That's the only way they cover that number. But yeah, I mean eight and a half a wor- solid. Think about this. In a world where everyone is betting against Alabama is the perfect time to take Nick Saban. That's usually when he embarrasses people. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I, I, there's not a lot of teams in college football I like. Alabama's obviously one of the teams that are them, but that I do like. I don't know. I worded that I was trying to like They are them. I was trying to yeah, refer to them as him as them. <laughs> I got it. You know what I mean? I understand slang what you usage. Meant. All right, I appreciate it. Just in case there are <laughs> listeners out there that didn't get it. Didn't no, get there it. are plenty the, that didn't get it. But the Vols are one of the other teams, one of those other teams yeah. that I actually do feel is capable. Heck, I took the Aggies last week, and they nearly did it, and that was at Bama. Right. So ah, I feel way too confident trying to t- take the Vols here. What's the money line number? I don't have that in front of me. Okay, you know, I mean, it's a, they're eight-and-a-half-point favorites. It's probably pretty sizable. Oh, Matt Carpenter got his first at-bat in months. I missed the ending of it. I guess he I don't think out. it went well. I saw three outs on the screen. He nearly hit a ball down the line and mm. went foul. It's 2-2 two, two, and 6. I'm a nervous wreck. TCU's at home. They're number 13 in the country taking on Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is ranked 8th. Another ranked matchup. And TCU is favored by 4 in that game. So uh, if TCU wins, Oklahoma State slides out of the top 10. And we're seeing another situation where maybe we just get a flip-flop there. NC State, 15th. They take on Syracuse at 18. I mean, we're just looking at a situation where a team that loses probably doesn't fall out of the top 25, but they definitely get pushed into the 20 to 25 region. I think either one of those teams that loses. One of the big ones, uh, James Madison is number 25 in the country, by wow. the way. They played Georgia Southern. And so I I don't know what to make of that because I don't watch James, James Madison. Madison, but they're out here. And uh, USC, number seven in the country, taking on Utah, who's 20th. And this is where the odds makers like to have a little fun with lines. Utah, who is 13 spots behind USC in the ranking, favored by three and a half in this game. So if you just go based off of that, what the expectation is, Utah beating USC, all of a sudden USC goes from a team that is marching their way into the playoff to one that has their backs against the wall. You know, sounds like a good opportunity to bet USC. I mean, this is Lincoln Riley's biggest test since he's been the head coach of the Trojans. Have not tuned in enough to see what it looks like, so that might be, uh, that's a good matchup right there. The last no, no, time Utah they didn't look yeah, I mean, I only watched them game one of the season, and they looked kind of whatever against Florida. Right. That's not a special team, but they're good. And the last time USC went up against a somewhat tough Pac-12 team, they were really tested by Oregon State. Oregon State's decent this year. The Beavers. So then they're on. Yeah, they're uh, they're on the road against a tougher Utah team. And and I guess I mean Utah actually packs some fans in their stance. You oh know? yeah, that's no doubt. I mean, I don't think USC should be shook up about that at all, but I really, I just know they got Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley, and I feel like that's a good enough reason to bet them at Utah. Sure. Why don't you go ahead? USC, Tennessee, Moneyline Park. Have go. some fun I with that. I got to contact my buddy. And then Mississippi State and Kentucky 
Uh, Mississippi State's 16th, Kentucky's 22. So let's let's think about this for a second. Did, uh, Kentucky's 4-2. and two, They're 22nd in the country. Utah is also 4-2. They're 20th in the country. I'm trying to paint a picture where multiple teams fall out of the top 25. If Mississippi State beats Kentucky, they're 4-3. and three. USC beats Utah. They're 4-3. and three. Both of those teams are not staying inside of the top 25. This is how. I'm not trying to bang on James Madison. James Madison is doing what James Madison is doing. So I'm not moving of, them. This is one of their first years as an FBS program. It is the, I think sure. it is the first year. What? I think this is the first year for them. See, this is what I do when it, you know, you're looking at who could fall out, who can get in. This is what I do when I look at if I can get in that top six in my fantasy football standings. <laughs> Who's playing who this week? All right, these two teams, one of these teams get a loss. Yeah. You know, that's, that's how I get in. This is how I win. Six matchups this weekend where both opponents are ranked in the top 25. This is the weekend to pay attention to college football. It's going to be great. Coming up next, sneaky storylines to be aware of as we head into week six of the NFL season. That is next.